Hello, friends. It is 623 on January 26, 2021. And this is the first time that I'm recording a podcast in this new year. I set a goal coming into the year of recording at least one podcast every month. Now, whether or not that's with somebody else or by myself, I guess doesn't really didn't fit my goal list. It wasn't a specification. But my goal is to record. And it kind of scares me, to be honest. I've, I've felt some anxiety. I think I've been feeling anxiety, low-grade to high-grade anxiety for a long time on a day-to-day basis. And that's an interesting thing. I, th- I remember the first time I experienced anxiety or recognized, identified anxiety was my maybe senior year in college. And I had uh, classes on campus and then I think I had to work at the local liquor store, the Den Party Store in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I went to school. And I remember rushing around my house, taking a quick shower. I was probably hungover grabbing my stuff for class and running out the door and like hustling to walk to campus to make it to my class on time. And I remember feeling like this tightness. It was like uh, when, I, when I've had too much coffee, there's just like my, my heart feels like it's working extra hard and just this intense tightness in my body. And I was like, oh man, what's going on? And, I, and it dawned on me, I was like, holy shit, maybe this is what anxiety feels like. Maybe, maybe I'm feeling anxious right now. And throughout my life, I've since then, I've I've gone through a lot of changes. I've I've moved and I've taken on different jobs and I've experienced so much. And throughout that, anxiety has come in waves, sometimes more, sometimes less. It feels like over the last year, it's been a lot more present. A lot of times, anxiety has to do for me with financial stress or being overworked and not taking enough time for myself. And uh, right now, it's, it's felt like there's been something that needs to be expressed within me. And I've found this a lot over the last several years as I've found ways to express myself creatively Sometimes this this tightness in my body, this it feels like there's there's too much energy built up in my system. I'm like a spring that's wound up too tight. And there are a couple ways to release that. Sometimes it's getting out for a walk, or or talking with friends, or going out and partying, or exercising, or creating. For me, some of the healthiest forms of release are our exercise, heavy exercise. But sometimes even that doesn't do the trick. I had a good workout earlier today and I've still felt this kind of like urge to do something. It's like I, I, I need to, I need to express something. I need to get something out of my system or off my chest. It's something needs to happen. I need to create. And so I 
chose to come in here and finally record. It's been on my mind. Like I said, I set a goal to record something every month this year. And this tension, this anxiety, this energy that's been building up in me is something that I, I feel like needs to move. And I journal almost every day lately for the last like month or so. I've been journaling every day. And I've, I've been journaling for seven years and I've spent all this time examining where I'm at in my life and having a conversation with myself and breaking down different things that are feeling like obstacles to me and that feels really good but that's just on a close that's in my my journal my closed journal and something is compelling me to speak these things that are moving inside of me take it take it from inside my mind and off of the page in my journal and speak it into the world and perhaps that's like that's that feels scary too and that's something that I wanted to talk about a little bit in this podcast this this monologue to whoever is listening right now is this fear that I've had or perhaps it's a limitation a block a pattern a narrative in my life having grown up in a a family with six siblings it was hard to get a word in edgewise those I remember sitting down at the dinner table. We, we often, almost always had family dinners, which I'm really grateful for. It was a, a special thing. It was something that brought us all together every day, despite everyone being different ages and being at different stages in their young adult lives. My oldest brothers were in high school when I was in elementary school, and there was a, a, a couple-year period there where well, most nights we would all come together around this table that had additional wings that you could put into it and extend the table and we'd set up nine chairs around the table and my mom would prepare some huge meal of ravioli or spaghetti or homemade pizza something to make everybody happier the meals that would do the best to make everybody happier the majority of everybody happy and we'd sit and people would talk about their days and it was it was kind of chaotic but there's something to be said for sitting down at a table with a big group of people and just hearing the energy moving around the table. But within that, within that space, and looking back, I, I recognize that it's it was always really challenging to be heard. And I, of course, I wanted to be heard. I wanted to be witnessed and seen and uh, appreciated by my family, the people that mattered to me. But in order to do so, I needed to capture the attention of the, of the whole table. And then once the attention was on me to deliver whatever it was that I wanted to say in a way that kept their attention long enough for them to get to the bottom of it. And I've, I've always struggled with that. A lot of times when I, when I have something important to say or something that really is meaningful, it feels like it's, if I don't get it out quickly, if I don't deliver uh, a, a little a little burst of value 
to whoever my audience is, then I lose their attention. It's only uh, a handful of people in my life that I can recognize are, are truly there and they're present and they're giving me my atten- they're giving me attention in the way that, for whatever reason, I feel like I need in order to continue communicating. And perhaps that's one of the things that's drawing me to podcasting is that I have a captive audience. It's just me speaking into this microphone and that's recorded onto my phone and I put that out into the internet and you chose to turn and to, you know, click the little link and open it up and at least up until now you continue to listen. So then it's a question for me, is it is it something that I feel worthy enough to share? And yeah. <laughs> the truth is I've spent less and less time over the last several years talking and more and more time listening because I recognize that people really need to be heard. And I know that's a gift that I can give is the gift of listening and, and being present and being interested and taking taking uh, a vested interest in what it is that the person is sharing because I, I know how good it feels to have someone deeply listen to them. But in that, I find that I sacrifice my own desire to be heard sometimes. I I move out of the way so as to let other people get whatever it is that they need to get out of their system. And a lot of times that doesn't leave a lot of space for me to communicate. And I've found that when the attention does turn back to me, I'm sometimes lost for words. I don't. Uh, maybe I don't need I don't need to say anything, and I've kind of come to peace with being quiet. But the the truth is, like there's there's so much in me that wants to be expressed. There's so many things that I'd love to say and stories that I'd love to tell. And perhaps I haven't allowed myself that because I've I've wanted to give other people that space. And so this this episode is an exploration of what happens when I give myself the space to the space to tell a story or to communicate what's going on with me what's going on with me currently beyond sitting here recording on my day off is that I'm I'm trying to make the most out of this year I'm, I've I've trying to step into 2021 with as much intention and structure and discipline as I possibly can because I want to make this a hell of a year. 2020 for all of the strangeness and uncertainty that it held was a was a oddly it was everything. There was so much to it, but I felt good about the movement that I made towards the things that were important to me. I transitioned from working at Trader Joe's full-time and tattooing or going up to the tattoo shop one or two days a week to now I'm I'm at, up at the tattoo shop like five or six days a week and I'm now looking to transition down to the minimal time required to maintain employment at Trader Joe's and that's like it's terrifying it's a, a chapter of my life is is changing I'm, I'm turning the page and I'm within that I'm leaving behind this 
maybe not leaving behind, but I'm, I'm, I'm making the choice to shift into this other career, which means that I'm going to see less. And I'm, I've, I'm already seeing way less of the, the people that have surrounded me for the last four years. And I, I live with three men that I work with at Trader Joe's who are dear friends of mine. So I get that. And I, I definitely get to see people that are important to me regularly, but it's still scary. And it's sad. There's a sadness leaving behind a, a, a little chunk of my life in exchange for another one that I know will be really beautiful and serve me well. But it's this this interesting thing that I've been reflecting on of this. Uh, often I think we get the thing that we want if we're ready for it. We get the thing that we want, and then when that thing shows up in abundance, sometimes it can be more than we can handle. Like I, I went from being like, oh, man, I, I want to – be tattooing full-time every day of the week and or you know full-time five days a week five, five or six days a week and I've gotten that in a short amount of time and now the challenge is to carve out the space in my life for me to rest I'm tattooing more than enough to support myself it's sustainable but the the free time that I need to decompress and take care of myself has been a bit more scarce and so now now my work is to find that balance and within that within that that call for balance is this necessity for discipline because my my days are are structured in a way where I, I go up to the tattoo shop in the afternoon and I tattoo throughout the afternoon and then I come home and so like my morning my, my morning free time is valuable, but so much of that is taken up by walking my dog and preparing healthy food and exercising. And then on top of those things, I, I want to make time to journal and to meditate and to stretch and to prepare things that I need to have done in my, in my life. I need to grocery shop once in a while. I need to budget and I think these are challenges that we all face, right? This is, this is the nature of life. And the, <laughs> the funny thing is that I like I'm doing this as a as a single guy with a dog. Like I, I, it blows my mind that people are able to function as well as they are with families and uh, more demanding work schedules and bosses. So I'm grateful for where I'm at. And I'm excited to be facing these challenges. They're good challenges. I just need to carve out the space. I overstretch myself so much. When I'm when I'm doing well, when I'm leaning into that discipline and I'm waking up early enough that I have time to stretch before the sun comes up and meditate and journal while I'm drinking a cup of tea, walk the dog and I can move my body. I feel good, I feel strong and I, I, I feel energized and ready for the day and excited for everything. And when I'm feeling that good and someone reaches out and asks if I want to carve out some time in my free time to meet up or to do something, of course I say yes, I'm excited, I feel good. And then that time comes around after a full week of work and I'm, and I'm 
not as excited about it. So setting boundaries of recognizing like I need to carve out time for just myself. And today was that for me. I ended up calling out of Trader Joe's so that I could take a day. And it happened to be 60 degrees out. And I popped my head outside to check on Jack the dog who I'd let out. And he was sitting right outside on our front porch on a couch in the sun, just soaking it up. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And I sat down on this couch in the warm sun and just leaned back and let the sun heat up my skin for probably 30 minutes. Just sat quietly. And it felt like my batteries were being recharged. I was like a solar cell, just getting charged back up. And then my friend Meg called, and we, we spoke for a little while, and then my housemates got home, and, and life continued. And it was interesting because in that moment of me and Jack sitting there on the couch, I was like, oh, I should, I should capture this. I should share this on social media. And I did. And it's, it's interesting. I have a strange relationship with social media, as I'm sure many of us do. I'm not exactly sure what my motivation behind taking a picture of me and my dog sitting in the sun is. Is it for validation? Is it for approval or attention? Is it for the little dopamine burst that I get when I open up Instagram and I see that I've got a handful of likes? Is it for the connection that I get when I scroll through the comments that people have left about their own experience? I don't know. I've taken breaks before. And I probably will take breaks again in the future, but the relationship with social media and that that urge, that little compulsion to take a picture, to share with other people is a strange one. I've considered it a lot. I was like, why why do I feel this this little voice inside me like, oh, you should take a picture and put it out there in the world so other people can see it. What does that do? What purpose does that serve? And and if you have an answer to that, I'd love to hear it. I, I think it's an interesting thing. Like why why do we why do we share the things we share? Is it so that other people can connect with us over them? Is it so that I feel good about myself? Maybe it's to just capture that moment. And it was, it's funny because I was like that moment taking the picture and then laying in the sun is something that others who know me or at least follow me on Instagram or social media will see. And they're like, oh man, Dave, Dave looks so happy. He looks, I bet he's probably living a really good life. He's getting a tattoo. He gets to hang out with his dogs. He's always posting pictures of nature. But the truth is like, that's the curated nature of social media It's like, I'm presenting an image of myself, a little snapshot of my life, and all the things in between that and the previous things that I've posted aren't being shared. You're not getting to be alongside me as I'm sitting and tapping my foot anxiously and like compulsively checking my phone. You're not seeing as I'm kind of pacing around the house deciding what I'm going to do with my day and feeling some weird pull like I need to be working on something like I need to work on a design I've got a couple designs that I need to get out this month this week or you know feeling this strange like oh man I need to paint I should paint 
but then in my mind comparing myself to all the other people that I, that I see on social media that are in my in my judgment way more talented than me and then feeling down on myself for not being as powerful of a an artist what is that what what is that little voice in my head that's judging me and and comparing me to other people it's there i mean it's there all the time and the only way that i've been able to quiet that is at least so far is through discipline is through regular like getting up and putting in the work i'm reading a book right now that my housemate lent me called it's called the road less traveled it's from back in the 70s and it has to do with it's a new psychology of love, traditional values, values, and spiritual growth. And early on in the book, he's talking about the importance of discipline. And in the book, he describes discipline as being defined as a system of techniques of dealing constructively with the pain of problem solving. So essentially, within the accepting that life is going to involve a lot of suffering once that's been accepted okay life is going to be hard it's not going to just be floating through a beautiful cloud cloudless sky and bouncing from joyful experience to joyful experience there's going to be challenge and that's like that that is uh, an integral part of our experience as humans once we've accepted that reality, how do we deal with those problems? How do we deal with the suffering? And that's discipline. It's the practice of constructively experiencing suffering. So making the choice in my life to wake up at 7.30 or 6 or earlier than I normally would and having that early kind of suffering of not feeling good about getting up and just like doing it anyway so that I can move my body and I can meditate and I can journal and I can take the time that I need to get on top of my day and start moving in the direction that I want to be moving. The discipline of getting up and doing that is being constructive in my suffering. And when I do that, it gives me more space to work on the things that I've been putting off, organizing my shit, budgeting, getting on top of my designs, reading, expanding my mind, you know, work, working towards things that are I never give myself time for, which is still something I'm working on. I've, I, it's incredible how much shit I will put off in my life in, or, in order to avoid something like coming up with a flash sheet for tattoos, which is just coming up with art of my own for tattoos so far I've done uh, I think 90 tattoos in a, as an apprentice which I've been incredibly proud of like I'm so proud of my work so far and how far I've come and yet all of those have been designs for other people like almost none of that has been just totally original art and <laughs> it's like I haven't made the space in my life to create 
my own artwork and present that as like, all right, guys, here's my flash sheet. Who wants to get a tattoo of something that I came up with? And yeah, I've worked with people that like, they're like, hey, I want to do this. I'm like, cool, I can do that. And I've come up with it, yes, but I haven't just put something out there like, all right, guys, who wants a, well, actually, I take that back. I did do a dumpster fire tattoo for my homie, Caitlin. So thank you, Caitlin, for indulging me. That was a very fun tattoo. And I want to do more of that. But it's incredible how much I can accomplish when I am avoiding doing something that's important to me like that. I will clean the house. I will clean my room. I will go through my my clothes and clear that out. I will organize all of my belongings in the closet. I will exercise. I will meal prep. I will wash my car. <laughs> I'll, I'll wash my dog. And then maybe I'll watch a movie before I allow myself. I still haven't done it. I'll record a fucking podcast before I allow myself to do the thing that I know I'm going to really enjoy once I do it. It's incredible. It's truly incredible how much how productive I can be when I'm avoiding something that I, I know that I want to do. And like my, my, one of my deepest desires is to create this thing and I'm putting it off. So I have to make time for it. I have to set, set my time to it, set myself, carve out some space in my life and just sit down and just allow myself the permission to do it and have faith that it's going to be something that is fun and, and worthwhile. Have you ever had someone that's listening to you speak allow you the space to continue speaking when you're working through something when you when you have to get something out of your system and instead of asking questions or trying to relate it to their own life or begin telling stories that it reminds them of their own life they just acknowledge that they heard you and maybe nod or take a deep breath and then just let the silence build up until you feel like you need to keep talking and then in that deeper exploration of whatever it is that you wanted to get out of your system you 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 do you get more out you get to you get to pour more out of your soul in a way that I feel like we maybe don't get that much in our lives anymore. How, how often do we get to pour our soul out to somebody? When we're paying for a therapist? When we have a friend that can hold that kind of space for us that can sit and provide that service of, of being uh, a witness to the emptying of your <laughs> your big 
swirling mind. That's something that I, I pride myself on, being able to sit and listen and allow someone that space and help them explore whatever it is that they need to get out of their system. I really, I, I get a lot out of that. And it's something that feels really good when I'm given the opportunity to do that. But I don't often give myself the permission to do it. So perhaps this is this is what this is one thing that I can be doing. And and that's something that I think these solo podcasts will be for me is an opportunity to practice using my voice and being heard by those who choose to listen. Maybe at the dinner table as a kid, I didn't have a way of speaking that captured the attention of the table. Or maybe I didn't have something important enough to say, but I know that I wanted to be heard. And the same is true now. Right now, I, I can't say for certain that I have some significant concept or idea that it is that I want to share but it, I just I want to get this energy out that's what I'm doing is just talking and talking in a way that leans into the fear of being heard because as, as I as I bear my my soul as I bear my vulnerable <laughs> uh, we got cut off there because my iPhone connected to my housemates Bluetooth speaker downstairs technology it's a trip it is a trip but I'm grateful for it I'm grateful for so much of it and I, I guess that's a, a good place to wrap it up it's been a little rambly but if you've made it this far, I appreciate you being here and listening. I'm excited to, to dig a little bit deeper into all this, to tell some stories and explore some ideas and talk about the things that I'm, I'm working on, the things that I'm excited about, the direction that I'm heading in my life. And I would love to connect with you too. If you're listening and you feel like something resonated or there's something that you'd like to discuss with me or something you'd like to hear me talk about, I'm totally open to it. Like, I, I think that'd be a really fun thing is to, if, if you're listening and you're interested in my thoughts on a topic, hit me up. Be like, hey, next time, talk about this. Tell us about this. I'm an open book. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share things. And I'd like to think that I have some imp interesting perspectives and some interesting things to say on stuff. I guess there's one way to find out is to, to ask. And yeah, with that being said, I, I, I pray that each of you takes the time to look at what it is that you want to cultivate in your life. For me this year, I want to work on that discipline piece. I want to work on doing the things that are uncomfortable in my life that set me up for a better tomorrow. 
doing things today that are not necessarily pleasant that I know will make me stronger and more prepared for my future, the future that I want to, to step into. I want to cultivate a garden in my life of, of joyfulness and presence and health and friendship and humor. And I know that part of that is the sweat that goes into to tilling the soil. Before any of that can grow, I have to prepare the soil. And that means that I have to get up early and take the time to do what's necessary. And I also want to speak. I want to practice letting my true voice be heard, not just in the response to those around me as they speak and acknowledging that I'm hearing them and perpetuating the conversation and helping them helping them get what they need to get out of their system. I want to speak. I want to I want to use this voice of mine that I think has been pretty quiet for most of my life. I want to practice communicating my thoughts, my experience. Because it feels good. I came in here feeling anxious and a little nervous and fearful and uh, and I feel lighter having allowed this energy to move out of me so thank you for witnessing it I hope that it added some value to your day and yeah I look forward to doing another one until that time until the next time I hit record May your days be long in the best possible way, and your nights be pleasant. Take care, my friends. Peace.